Hello everyone, welcome to Purposely Short, short as in not long, a weekly episode featuring one of our past guests and their expertise on a certain topic. The aim is to give you a useful insight that you can action, helping you to deliver on your charitable mission. Enjoy. What we do is we focus on supporting not-for-profit organisations or businesses with a strong social or environmental purpose to communicate with Australian governments. So what we focus on is building capability and capacity, so in-house capacity with these organisations, so that they can do the advocacy work themselves internally and represent themselves really well to get the kind of outcomes that they're seeking. So again, that tends to be things like funding, policy change or legislative change. So we're really focused on that impact space. Uh, We differ from lobbyists. We don't represent uh, the organisations that we work with in that space. So it solves a couple of problems in terms of the agency problem and a few things like that. And again, really focuses on building not just the capacity of that organization, but the way that we see it as part of a larger larger impact project, really building the capacity of the sector to be able to advocate more effectively. Uh, Because we think that if we can help the sector do that, that we'll get better social and environmental outcomes uh, through government decision making. Yeah. And there's a real trick to this work, isn't there? Because I was part of a network of children-based charities, health-based actually, who were trying to influence government on a number of spheres. And these are these are sort of key to unlock proper influence and and you know bring about impact and change. There really is, I think when I was so I worked in politics for a number of years, I worked in the Queensland government. And when you're sort of sitting at that, uh, I suppose the nexus of executive power, staffing, decision makers, what I saw was two sets of Uh, government engagement, I suppose, one set that was very effective and one set that was a little bit disappointing, if I can put it that way. But um, what was more personally disappointing for me was that often it was social sector organisations or or organisations and people that were trying to do good in the world who fell into that second category of of not very good. Of course, there are high performers, but I was uh, discouraged because I often saw organisations represented by lobbyists uh, that had vested interests and interests often in sort of profit maximisation, this kind of stuff, they got the kind of outcomes that they were seeking, whereas typically I would, you know, be staffing the minister or taking meetings on behalf of the minister as the intermediary, meeting with great organisations and they just didn't get their pitch right or they didn't know how to apply pressure to get the outcomes that they sought and they often walked, walked away empty-handed and I, uh, you know, personally felt a little bit discouraged about that. So everything that we do is around focusing on what constitutes good government engagement? How do you actually go about getting the outcomes that you're seeking uh, and doing it in a manner that's sustainable uh, within the resourcing of the sector as well? Because one of the things that we identified was that obviously the social sector is very different to the corporate sector, not just from a values perspective and mission perspective, but from a resourcing perspective too. So it's helping to bring that to life in a way that makes sense within the existing resource model that that sector has as well. Because in the nonprofit space, there's a real scarcity of resources. So I'm imagining that's a, a key factor where sometimes charities don't fare as well when engaging government, one key element of it. And then also, you know, around being clear, clarity around mission, but not understanding how to put that into communication, how to put it into the right types of communication. Give us a sort of top three or four things that are crucial for engaging government from a, for a nonprofit. Sure. I think before I do that, the thing that I would say as well is often what I hear from organizations is they're a bit worried about how they talk to government because government is their funder, particularly how they talk to the department. We look at, you know, we split government into five stakeholder groups, the, you know, the executive, which is ministers and shadows, 
all of the other parliamentarians as the next group, then central agencies, so think Department of Premier and Cabinet or Treasury and Finance or Prime Minister and Cabinet and Treasury and Finance, all of the other departments and policies, uh, policy agencies, so health or, you know, NDIA as an agency, and then the political parties themselves. And what we find is, is that when we work with organisations to develop relationships, meaningful relationships and the right relationships across those groups, it takes away some of that fear of advocacy of, if you know, we're we going to get our hands smacked if we say something here and our funding taken away because it builds a diversity of advocates, I suppose, within or champions perhaps is a better word, within those groups that will stand up for you or, or support you in your journey through advocating for the change that you're seeking, if that makes sense. Yeah, state affairs is not good for any organization, particularly for nonprofits. So that's a, a really good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's certainly, it's certainly an interesting one. And it, it's the key one um, that we focus on there as well. In terms of those kinds of top priorities that I think you're asking about, is that right? Yeah, top, the, the, the things that you sort of, um, you know, most focus on for nonprofits beyond, I'm guessing they come to you with a pretty clear understanding of their impact on the world and the difference they make to people's lives. But putting that, into action for engaging government? Are there key elements? There are. And what I would reflect on is even in the time that I've been doing this, I mean, impact has become, you know, four or five years ago, people weren't really talking about impact in the mainstream, but they are now, right? So often now, yes, we can see that organizations are getting much better at understanding and measuring their impact or know that they need to and are moving in that direction. And certainly that's very helpful when you're talking to uh, what we talk about is the technical stakeholder groups. So if we go back to those five groups, think of anyone in, in the bureaucracy or the public service, they're going to be more technically focused, we find. Politicians have an interest in it because it's important, but it's less their remit to sort of focus on those details. Um, so there's that side of it. But it's also, you know, it is having an incisive message and a compelling message. Um, so the technical details on their own without a compelling narrative and a, and a narrative arc. So understanding where you're going with this, what's the starting point, what are the milestones along the way and where you're going to end up is perhaps the most important and most persuasive way to get the attention of a politician because politicians ultimately have to compete with mainstream media and outlets and these kinds of things. I often say, you know, the trouble or the trick for politicians is they're competing with the Kardashians on Twitter for eyeballs. And so if you don't have a good story or a compelling story which connects with the constituency, which is what a politician is trying to do, you're going to have a hard time getting and holding their attention, you know, so it's it's meeting the need basically where they are in that space. So they're kind of the, the, really some of the top things that we see there. There are others, but they seem to be the most crucial in that space. Um, the last one that I would add is data. It's making really effective use of your data. Uh, and what we do in the space that, we're, that we focus on is look at how we can transform data into a context that a politician is concerned with and that they care about and they're motivated by. So for an MP, that's their electorate. For a senator, that's their state. For a minister, it's their portfolio. But depending on whether there are, you know, they're a minister with an electorate um, or a senator, contextualising in that space as well. And then doing the same with those other stakeholder groups too. This episode of Purposely was brought to you by Benevity, the all-in-one software solution that benefits employees, customers, non-profits and society.